0: We are going to be brought, uh, we're going to receive a first message from Mr. Art Williams entitled, Live and Learn. Thank you, Matthew. So how does it feel to be cage-free? Looks like we have quite a few free-ranging around here. You know what tomorrow is, don't we? Anybody want to tell me what tomorrow is? Pentecost, Pentecost, yes. What's another descriptive phrase for Pentecost? Uh, And another phrase, more of a human term. Hint, hint, it begins with a B, ends in a Y, and has eight letters. Birthday, birthday of the church. Some people say it's the birthday of the church. The day the Holy Spirit came was given universally to those that were there. It was the creation, the first day of the church. How old is the church? Anybody know? There's some variable numbers on it, and because we don't know exactly what the year that Jesus was born. I selected the 1,993 years, which in seven years it will be 2,000 years old. The question that came to me was, How big a cake does one need to put 1,993 candles on? Don't get your calculators out. I did the math already. If you separate the candles one inch apart and you put a 1.5 inch border around the edge of the cake, you need a 4 foot cake. 4 foot by 4 foot square cake. Now the next problem is lighting the candles. How do you light 1,993 candles And who in the world has the lungs to blow them all out? I'm sure somebody in the praise and worship team could do that, though. I hate to disappoint you, though. I didn't make a cake. But on a more serious note, the day that you are baptized and you have received the Holy Spirit is the first day of the rest of your life. And that's eternal life, not your physical life. And you're going to live to be older than 1,993 years. The opportunity for this physical life experience is in front of all of us, regardless of our age. Uh, we have hopes and dreams. The opportunities may vary based upon our ages uh, and we were, where we are at in life and our interests and the paths that we, we decide to take based upon how we find fun and excitement and stimulation and challenges and satisfaction, of, and a feeling of satisfaction, of, a feeling of accomplishment and seeing dreams come true. But the pathway may also contain disappointments, missed opportunities, dreams that don't come true, and failure to meet challenges, a sense of discouragement. But there is something inherent within all of these opportunities, good or bad, and that is learning. And for a Christian with the spirit of God, it's learning how to become a child of God and be approved of in his criteria, not the world's criteria, We learn to make decisions that are righteous and not carnal. And he's given us this instruction book to help us and to guide us. One of the problems we all face is an awareness of the situation that we're in, comprehending the situation accurately, the hows and the whys and the influences. And the situation that may result of what is inside of us or our emotions, our knowledge, our understanding, our mental processes. It's a combination of all of that and it's a very complex situation. Very complex. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit. He will give us the direction and the insight to see properly through the situation there's a there's a time for everything as it says in Ecclesiastes There's a time to draw draw a line in the sand there's a time to be quiet and humble and there's there's a time to enjoy life all these different opportunities and we need to sort it out with the help of the Holy Spirit the world today is not what it used to be it's more complex if you're starting out in life now you better evaluate whether or not the cost of your college will be paid back by the wages you receive in the career that you're taking. The cost of education is so high that the payback from the career may not be there. This is unfortunate. It used to be that in this country we could do whatever, whatever we love to do, we could do it and make a career of it. But the economic realities have changed. There is one inherent risk and this is culturally based but it is rampant in our society and that is, the risk in doing what we love to do. Anymore, anyone know what that risk is? We're, we, we're involved in what we love to do. And that risk is the feeling of importance. The feeling of importance. Because that feeling of importance can cause us to make wrong decisions. It can lead to pride, arrogance, superiority. And then there comes a pushback against it. And that usually causes anger, resentment, and hostilities. The scriptures delineate clearly the carnality and the fleshy origins of the attributes. And sadly, it's part of life. And as we go through life, it's going to be there for all of us. You know, know, no matter what you do. The first time I ever played a piano out in front of a a large group of people, it was quite a rush. You can get that real sense of importance, you know. Of course, when you go up the next time and you make a mistake right in the middle of it, and you can't remember the music, it's humbling experience also. <clears throat> so, how do we avoid the pitfalls of society and life? Some of them caused by ourselves. 1 Corinthians two thirteen. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. And continuing in 1 Corinthians 12:7, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. It's to profit you and to help you develop into what God wants you to be. and to help you help other people as you develop. One of the key books in the Bible is, of course, the book of Proverbs. And we talk about wisdom a lot, but there's two sides to wisdom. There's man's wisdom, and there's the wisdom provided by God. In Proverbs 1, 2 through 6, to know wisdom and instructions, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give subtility to the simple and to the young man knowledge and discretion, the wise man will hear and will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel, to understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. It is a challenge. It's part of learning it's part of achieving and you have to bang your head against the wall sometime until you can understand it and sometimes years might go by before you really understand it Proverbs 1 20 and 21 wisdom calls aloud outside she raises her voices in the open squares she cries out in the chief concourses at the openings of the gates in the city she speaks her words wisdom can be obtained by observation the things that you're going through And these things are more difficult in learning physics and mathematics and chemistry. And our world makes it more difficult because of the sophisticated methods of lying. It used to be that if you saw something that walked like a duck, quacked like a duck, and looked like a duck, it was a duck. But today, if it walks like a duck quacks like a duck, and looks like a duck, it's probably an alligator. (laughs) Because that's how sophisticated the lies are today. With the influencers out there that intentionally take things and construct things to sway you to be in line with what they want you to be. Psalms 119, 104, and 105, through your precepts I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way Challenge today is to determine the false way. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. Galatians—we're not going to turn to it, to it and go through it, but Galatians 5:19 through 26 goes through the works of the flesh, in the things that he wants us to avoid, so that our life will be fulfilled and profitable. quickly just some of the lessons of life Proverbs 22 verse 3 must be vigilant and perceive evil not swept up by emotion not swept up by emotion that's a big one especially when you're young you know when when you're young you get that feeling oh this is too good to be true well you know the old saying to that too right if it's too good to be true if it seems too good to be true it probably is And that's a a time when you experience that emotion. It's a time to stand back, step back, and reevaluate what you're dealing with and take a closer look at it and say, maybe I don't know everything that's going on here, rather than being swept up by the emotion and believing that it's as good as it appears. It's a time to, to sign, it's a warning sign. A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. of being vigilant and perceiving an evil and being swept up by emotion and then another thing is in Proverbs 6 1 through 2 my son if you become surety for a friend if you have shaken hands in a pledge for a stranger you are snared by the words of your mouth you are taken by the words of your mouth you see this in the legal courts of the law all the time where somebody signs up to do a loan and as the one judge said the other day As someone said to him, well, I told him I would pay him back when I got my tax refund. And the judge just said, yes, famous last words. Everybody says, I intend to pay you back when I get my tax return. But if they're already in financial trouble by the time the tax return comes in, they have other obligations. And the person that let the loan usually never gets paid back. But there's there's Mm -hmm. advice in the scriptures on that too. I'm not sure where it's in my notes. We'll get to it perhaps a little later, but I'll mention it now. And that is, oh, there it is. It's in Luke 6, 35. But love your enemies, do good, and lend, hoping for nothing in return. You give a loan out to somebody, give it with money or an asset that you don't need and don't expect to get back. Don't even bother taking the court because you can't get blood from a turnip. There's a scripture about that also, take trying to get money from someone who's already down and out and is on the street. Oh, all you're doing is putting more burdens on them. So all of these are guidances for us. And the book of Proverbs, as everybody knows here, is a very long book. And there's a lot of wisdom in there. Proverbs twenty two, twenty four make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man do not go. Find a furious person that's angry and he hates the world, is angry at the at the whole world. Don't, don't go with him. And the other side of that coin, because there's always two sides of the coin, no matter what the situation is. The other side of that coin is Proverbs twenty two twenty nine. Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He not he will not stand before unknown men. Proverbs 20, verse 6, another watch out for. Most men will proclaim each his own goodness. Boy, you hear that on the radio every day. Who can find a faithful man? Proverbs 21, 1, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Everything that the king does, even if it's something that's bad, may be put there by him for a greater purpose that we don't know what it is. Be careful what we flap our lips about. Proverbs 20 verse 9 gives us an an admonition about ourselves. Help us to learn about ourselves. It's one of the critical things we need to learn as we grow up. Find out who we are. Understanding ourselves. Proverbs 20, verse 9. Who can say, I have made my heart clean. I am pure from my sins. David says in Psalm 51, 10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. That's the power of the Holy Spirit to do that. We can't do it no matter how much we bang our heads against the wall. Through the things that we experience, he will whittle us into what he wants us to be. And sometimes it can take decades, literally decades. Hey, I'm 71. I ought to know. Some of the stuff I still haven't got it. I know it's a problem, but I haven't got it down yet. He's working on it, and I feel like I'm inching closer, and inching closer, and inching closer. Proverbs 20:11. Even a child is known by his deeds whether what he does is pure and right. What is the result of going through this learning process? A learning process, not for this nation, but a learning process that is conjoined with the Holy Spirit and directed by God. Psalm 24, 3-5. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or... Who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceit, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Receive blessings from the Lord and righteousness from him. There's things that we have to learn and the things that we can do with our learning But some of the bigger things that are inherent with our character and values, he has to whittle out and change. And he will. 1 Corinthians 2, chapter 9 through 12. I wasn't going to use this, but I'm going to use it anyway. But it is as written, Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have we entered into the hearts of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. God has revealed them to us through his spirit. His spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. That's why it's so important to have the Holy Spirit of God. He knows what your heart is, even when your, say, behavior doesn't emulate what's in your heart. That's a big dichotomy. You can draw a wrong thing and have the right thing in your heart and somebody may even accuse you of doing something wrong even though you you did not. Mm -hmm. In verse 12 of 2 Corinthians, now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. The Holy Spirit is an essential element in coming to understand that which God wants us to know, the path that he wants us to take. We find in Galatians 5:22 and through 23 the fruit of what the spirit is, and this is part of the results of having the Holy Spirit and striving to become what he wants us to become. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And the long-term result of going down this path with him directing our lives is monumental and probably inconceivable. He says in Revelation 19.7, let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come and his wife has made herself ready. The espoused bride of Jesus Christ is the church. Originally, ancient Israel was his wife, and she got a divorce. And today, he overlooks everything in his kindness. He overlooks the evil. He overlooks the unthankful. But that does not mean that he accepts it or approves of it. His grace is beyond on the nations. And at some point, as we'll hear in the special music today, He's going to call in accountability. Luke 12.32 Fear not little flock for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Revelation 20 verse 6 Blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection On on such the second death has no power. They shall be priests of God and of Christ and reign with him a thousand years. (coughs) Excuse me. That's part of the result of this life we're in. The physical life. Governed and guided by the Holy Spirit of God. We will reign with him as spirit beings for a thousand years. But it doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. No, no. There's more than that. In Revelation 21, 5 through 7, And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And I will give unto him that is a of the fountain of the waters of life freely. He gives us the desire, the magnitude of the desire that we need to reach this goal. I will give unto him that is, a thirst. a thirst for the spirit of God, a thirst for the righteousness of God, a thirst to please God, the thirst to be like God. All-encompassing, overarching motivation. Of learning, right here, a thirst. you want to learn what a thirst is? Well, I actually had to bring a bottle of water up here today. I'm so thirsty. <laughs> but if you have a chance to go out in Death Valley, which I had an opportunity to do decades ago, and you can find out just how quickly you can understand the need for thirst when those those Mule trains went 179 miles across the desert. It's a long ways to go. I want to end the message today on something you've never probably thought about. And that's a smiley face. Anybody know when the smiling face was invented? I mean, we see them on our phone right now, right? The little yellow thing. What do we call them? Emojis or whatever? And and it allows us to attach to the text the feeling that we want to have there, because otherwise you don't know. It can be smiling, it can be sad, it can be mad. But when was the very first smiley face that started? It wasn't when was that event. Why don't you show us, Brian? S, J1038 plus 4849. Galaxy Cluster SDSS j 10384849 is one of the coolest clusters we've ever found. Resembling a uniquely human figure, like the snowman on the asteroid Vesta from our Strange Things About the Universe list, everyone can see the smiling face of this galaxy. The eyes and nose are galaxies, but the curved lines are due to gravitational lensing. Since the cluster has so much mass, it bends and distorts the light around it, creating this happy arc. The very first smiley face ever created. Created by God in the universe. So he's smiling down on us, even through his creation.